The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm doing well. I'm proud to say that I have been cootie-free for 25 years, and this is a girl-friendly podcast. I would certainly hope so. So we're just, <laughs> we're just doing great over here. Yes, yes. Um, we, uh, (laughs) we don't have any allergies to scallops. Um, I don't have a Scooby-Doo thermos. Certainly don't have bunny pajamas. So. No, no, no. I do have a play, a doormat that says every bunny welcome. Why? That I got for Easter. Because I got it for for Easter. Easter. You're Jewish. Yeah. I got it for Easter. But okay, like the real tea is because like, you know, we're buns at the house. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I thought it was cute. Like, like, it's fair. Our nickname is buns. So every bunny welcome. So do you have a lot of like bunny decor in your house as a result? Or no, this is just the spring thing. Okay, this is it. This is my one thing. Okay, that's fair. Because you know how like some people like I used to have like an aunt who like liked I think it was like cow things and then like all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. just like cow everything cow explosion and no we have no buns we have no buns That's in the good. house only three um anyway we're not doing this alone even though this is a uh, a girl safe what did you say girl safe zone I don't know we're friendly to women. I think that I thought the quote from Sean was a girl friendly well zone even though this is a girl friendly zone we are we are joined here today we have a special guest um, we have the host of AGT Time podcast, the inventor of the hashtag shit 90s fun facts, Cody Patterson. Cody, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Fun fact, my dad had a trash compactor installed when they renoed 
their kitchen in the early 2000s. <gasps> really? No. Yes. This is great. Oh my gosh, finally, we get to hear about the trash compactors. Okay, so what's the yeah, situation like? Is it worth the hype? We need a deep dive. Uh, so it was worth the hype early, but after some time, it it, it becomes a nuisance. Like, what exactly so the bag, is the, the bag, of The bags don't stay in. <laughs> like, it just smushes it? So the purpose is, yeah, it smushes your trash, so therefore you can... You can have more trash in your trash bag, and you don't have to take oh. the trash out as, as frequently. Okay, so this is this is a oh, so it's a benefit to yourself. Not it's not an environmental thing as much. Correct. You're going to have the same amount of trash in the environment no matter what. It's more so you don't have to take the trash out. as Yeah, frequently. but like I feel like you want to wow. take the trash out kind of weekly anyway because things like like chicken. I guess if you're vegetarian, it's not a big deal. But things like meats and stuff like they spoil and then they smell nasty in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, just over time, stuff like that happens. The bags don't stay in. Eventually, ours broke and we couldn't open it. So oh, no. <laughs> it was, was nice. It, huge? it was nice for a few years, and then it became a nuisance. Yeah, was it really big? That box that Alan brought in was a very big box. It's it's not very big. It was probably three feet huh. tall or so, mm. and it goes back about another three feet or so. And so um, it's a standard counter size. Yes, and ours went under the counter, so we had an island in the middle of the kitchen, mm-hmm. and he had it mm-hmm. installed underneath that island. So it's about the wow. size of like a, 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 a trash can. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have a garbage disposal or a trash compactor, Cody? If I had to pick one or the other, I would rather have a garbage disposal. Interesting. I've never had a yep. garbage disposal either, actually. And I was talking to my dad about this because we just remodeled our kitchen. And I was talking to him about garbage disposals. And I was like, are they worth it, though? And he's like, no, they tend to break very easily. Stuff gets, like, stuck in them or whatever. He's like, I don't think they're worth it personally. But some people just really – maybe it's like you grow up with one, so you get, like, really you need one wherever you live. Yes. But – yes. <laughs> I love that we fi- we finally know the mystery of the trash compactor now. This is great. See, this is already benefiting us to have you on, Cody. Yes. Yeah, it's not a very good anniversary gift. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Did your dad get it um, for your mom for her anniversary? No, no. The kitchen was okay. kind of his domain. So when he oh. when he renovated the kitchen, that was one of the things he wanted to get. This very nice. Yeah, so very nice. That's better than an anniversary yes. gift. I definitely agree yes. with that. Um, so, Cody, why don't yeah. you tell the, the listeners a little bit about your, your history with Boy Meets World, why you wanted to come on, why you wanted to talk about Boy Meets yeah. World. So I will say I did not watch when it was first on. I'm closer to Eric's age than Corey's age. So I was a little too old for it when it first came on in the in the 90s. I was already in high school. But um, after I got married, my wife and her family were big Boy Meets World fans. Mm-hmm. So one of the things she got me into was watching it. So I'm now probably on my third rewatch of Boy oh, Meets wow. World. Uh, we did watch all of Girl Meets World. <laughs> oh, I say no. That. And we did enjoy it. It has its place. Mm-hmm. It is hokey. It is corny. Um, it is very repetitive. But it's just fun to watch. Uh, it's, it's there for the nostalgia. Yeah. And it's just fun. It's just a fun thing to watch. Yeah. I don't know, Jess. Maybe we need to give it another go. (laughs) I know my place and my place is in the 90s. I don't watch new new age like reboots and stuff. Mm. Are you? 
And we watched um, it more for Corey and Topanga yeah. and Sean. Yeah. I think that's what they were. That's the what they were like yeah. aiming for, right? Yes. Like, because the thing yeah. is, is like if you think about, if you do the math, I feel like people that watched Boy Meets World when they were, you know, the age of the characters, they're not old enough to have kids that are Corey and Topanga's aged kids. You know what I mean? Like that. They. I don't yes. know. Maybe I. Maybe I'm like. Just one of those people that like doesn't people. I don't know. Do people have kids that young that they would have kids? That, some there are some people, yes. but do. I don't think that yes. the majority of people like they made that show for the people that want to go back and revisit those characters. Like they didn't make the show yes. for like my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Sure. Like they they you're saying that they made it for um, the people that watch Boy Meets right. World, not for. You know the standard person that would watch Disney Channel right, at that age, which I, I I do think that I was just gonna say like everything I think I've that heard like younger people makes it sound it. like it has a ton yeah. of references to Boy Meets World, and why would they put those in there for new viewers? You know, uh, yeah, but. yeah. I just think that's the issue that Lizzie McGuire went, ran into yeah. that it was a show that was supposed to be for our generation to be nostalgic if they pick up younger listeners that's great but where like you know uh hillary duff is like no i'm not going to make this show unless i can make it the way that like would be something that an older crowd would enjoy like letting lizzie like date or like go wild Mm -hmm. or like have like you know i always say like you know let lizzie like fuck yeah. essentially like let lizzie be let her do her thing um, like i'm i'm still bitter yeah. about that i would have loved yeah. lizzie mcguire uh like and, older, older yeah version. and now they're not making it and they did make they did do boy meets world but it's i mean girl meets world but it's fine it's fine like we're we can let it go plus it's not in the 90s um, so it's really yeah i guess we can't count it but playing. you know well <laughs> Well, it's fine. It's fine. But thank you, Cody, for um, taking taking that for us. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, I still, I mean, there might be a little surprise later, I'm Jessica, sure there always is when I have to watch a few clips yeah. from it. It's fine. I'll survive. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. like to live in my yeah. little 90s bubble, you know. I know. But, I know. Um, anyway, um, Cody, you said you did come prepared with a 90s nightcap. So what are you drinking tonight? So we're tonight we're talking politics and we're talking a clingy girlfriend. So I am actually double fisting the drinks tonight. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so oh yeah. I needed two drinks for this because we're gonna be talking oh, politics. Yeah. Yeah. So I have brought I have brought a margarita and I Ooh. brought the nineteen crimes hard char. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Yes. He is so, there we go. There we Love go. It. And my margarita is made with moonshine. Holy not tequila. crap. <laughs> So <laughs> he's like, we're talking he's two episodes really of into World. It. Let's get fucked while we do it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. I myself, um, I should if I knew if only I knew, I do have a nineteen crimes red blend, but I just stuck with my figment wine today. So I am drinking red wine today. Uh, uh I just- am trying out a new wine. Schmidt. Oh, God, I don't know how to pronounce this. Sone? S-O-H-N-E? I don't know. It's a Riesling. It's it's fruity. It's sweet. It is everything I like in mm-hmm. a wine. So that is what I am drinking today. Yeah. And it's really good, actually. It is a dessert wine, if you will. <laughs> yes. All, des- all wines. She will. Are, honestly, she will. any time of the day is fine. You know? And wine yeah. anytime. 
is what I always It's five o'clock somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're here talking Boy Meets World season two, episodes 14 and 15. As Cody mentioned, we have some politics. We have a very clingy girlfriend. What's not to love in these two episodes of Boy Meets World? <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive right in. Um, the first episode is I'm Not a Crook. Uh, I did not like this. This title to me, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like it's not very good. I feel like they could have done better. It is based off of President Richard Nixon. Uh, he made a, uh, a press release defending himself during Watergate. Um, I'm sure, Cody. Do do you have a a, a proper fact? <laughs> I proper have a feeling. <laughs> no, that's that that is basically correct. He did a press release saying he's I the the quote is I am not a crook. Uh, basically related to the the Watergate mm. scandal. Okay, so that's exactly mm-hmm. right. I guess it's just like, yeah. was there really a scandal here? Like, not 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 particularly. <laughs> well, it's shady politics making empty promises. Yeah, like funny. we essentially see that all the time in politics for just getting off of an election year mm. in America. So you know, it was traumatizing for us all. <laughs> That's the funny thing is, like, throughout these two episodes, the one big takeaway I have is that, like, Sean is the absolute worst influence possible. (laughs) And it's like, I mean, Corey, we should say, like, could defend himself a little bit better. But, like, my God. Um, Let's get into it. So, So Corey feels very ordinary and he, like, doesn't know what to do with himself. He doesn't know what club he should join. Um, And I think Sean is the one who first calls him honest, loyal and decent. Um, and and they find out that there's going to be a, uh, an election for the eighth grade class president. And Sean, I find it interesting that Sean is like very gung ho for Corey to get nominated. I feel like it does make sense that like Sean doesn't necessarily want all of the like the the glory, all the fame. Um, mm-hmm. But I still don't quite get why he's so gung ho about about Corey being class president. Maybe he just wants Corey to stop complaining that he's a nobody. So it's like, oh, gosh, like if he if only he would be class president, then he wouldn't have to whine about it anymore. Interesting. Cody, do you think that has anything to do with it? I wonder if Sean is just like, I want to go off and get a girlfriend. So I need to occupy Corey's time in some way. (laughs) That could be part of it. But I think it's also Corey just whining that he he can't he can't get in any clubs. He 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 doesn't even think he would get invited to his own club. <laughs> so so Sean's trying everything he can to get him involved in something and so that he can he can at least go in and 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 do something to mm-hmm. be be somebody. And I think Sean also likes being the guy behind the guy. Mm, Sean's really yes. good at it too. Like he yeah, yeah. he's great at being yes. that like slimy campaign manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, I just think that he's like a really good um of course, a good hype man, but also a good like campaign manager. Like, I think that that is something that he could have looked into in the future. Um, and Corey's a great talker. Like, we see this more and more throughout the second season. Is that if anything else, he does. He's very persuasive. He can get himself out of situations. It is one of his talents. He's very charismatic so it's not so out of left field that he can run for something it's just that he has nothing to stand for yeah I think that if I think that if he didn't have Sean as a campaign manager like Sean is a great campaign manager but he also has like a checkered past that comes back to bite 
Corey a bit. But if you think about it, if if he didn't have Sean as his campaign manager and he just had like, I don't know, Alvin or like, you know, whoever as his campaign manager, I feel like Corey has a decent shot at winning because the things he wants to improve are legitimate things that he could improve about the school until he gets all crazy with his like, oh, we're going to have a swimming pool and, you know, five day weekends and all that crazy nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought he would have made a good uh, a good class president if Sean hadn't kind of derailed him. What do you think, Cody? <laughs> yeah, I think Topanga would have been a much better oh, yeah. campaign manager for him than Sean was. Yeah. She, yeah. she would have actually spoken about his own issues rather than making things up along the way. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fair. And we find out that uh, that there are 400 kids in Corey's grade, which is like very massive. Where? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where, where, are they? where I, I see the same five kids over and over again. How is there four hundred kids in his grade? Impossible. This explains why no one knew that TK was uh, Harley's younger sister. If there are that many people in the grade, yeah. <laughs> explains why Minkus is in quote unquote the other side of the school. Yes, as yeah. if. Um. So how big? How big is the the campus of this school anyway? <laughs> everybody yeah. and yet everybody I only see the, the same, same corner, Dinkin Hallway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so um, Corey's whole thing is, hey, I'm average, you know? Um, I'm not cool. I'm not some popular guy. I'm just an average guy. Uh, and that's kind of like his his bargaining chip or, you know, what his platform that he's running on. And I love this scene with Topanga where um, apparently <laughs> Sean wrote her what she's supposed to say in the video. And it's, Corey is cute and cuddly. That's what's important to me as a girl. <laughs> She's like, I'm not saying this. <laughs> Just hints, shades of of the brilliant Topanga that we we know and love from season one, um, and very obvious why she should actually be the one who's running at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She um, and and then Sean is like, you know what, like you know you have a good point you know I want you to speak your mind. I want you to be the voice for the women. But then of course he has to mess it up by. Um, you know, asking her to like li- uh, wet her lips like a creep. <laughs> it's like, come on, Sean, like everything you were saying sounded really, really good. And then you had to do that. Yeah, he's I don't know. These these two episodes are really painting Sean in a very negative light. <laughs> They're not his best showing. Like, I think obviously throughout the whole thing, like the number one reason he's doing this is to help Corey. And that does like shine through. But it's also like. Sean's relationship with girls and and women is like quite concerning at this point. I mean, you can like laugh it off and say he's just like an average teenage boy, but it's just like Sean, women are people too, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is is how, how would Sean do in the Me Too world oh, of twenty twenty one? Uh not great. Mm, no, not, not great, great no. at all. No, <laughs> he's he's definitely been hanging out with Eric too long. Yes. Like when yeah. you're when you're um. Like mentor is season one womanizing Eric. Like you're not gonna do so well in the. You're gonna do okay in the dating worlds, but you're not gonna be doing it the right yeah. way. Um, and then we get to um, them filming Eric uh, as his older brother. Um, they're talking about his allergy to scallops, his th- Scooby Doo thermos, his bunny pajamas. Uh, and they're like trying to cut like this is not what they wanted to be shown. And of course, like, why bother with Eric? Like, we all know he's going to troll. Like, have you not learned your lesson by now? Come on. Right. And, and and why not just cut the camera off when you know that he's going off book? Mm-hmm. 
They're not yeah. very good at editing, as we've seen in previous episodes. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cody, do you have um, an older brother? Or are I, you I, an older brother? I, I have an older sister. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So did she, like, used to, like, neg you like this all the time? Or not uh, quite? N- not quite. I mean, there's there's a five-year age gap between us. Mm-hmm. So we were really mm-hmm. involved in the same things. And uh, yeah. you know, I kind of did my thing. And she did her thing. So, you know, we didn't get a, a whole lot of this when I was growing up. Yeah. You're better yeah. off without it, I think. I think, I think so, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Jess, would you ask your older brother to be in your Never. campaign video? No. Not a chance. Because I'm smarter yeah. than and, them. Um, like, he would, literally, he would be doing the same things. So. Yeah. I am, um, and I never got to campaign. Like, I was not in, like, high school politics. I never really got into this. Um, but I do remember that the kid that won class president was a joker, kind of like Corey. Mm-hmm. And he won just by being, like, the funny like popular, guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, it wasn't like he was, like, jock popular but like he was like the funny guy that like his um campaign was nico five president and apparently our like 12th grade selves thought that was hilarious because it wasn't nico four president with the number four <laughs> he put number f- nico That's five president and we all joke. thought we all thought it was hilarious back in the day. He won. Oh, my gosh. And on top of that, he did not plan our high school reunion, which I thought was the one job you had That's when you were the class president. Yeah. I don't know if our class president was. I didn't go, but I don't know if they were the one that organized I thought that was the whole point. I didn't go either, of course. Um, yeah, I've, I've always been confused about what's the purpose of student council? What do they do? That's the thing. You, I feel like they are like... The people that bring the dem- not demands. This is not like a hostage situation. <laughs> they're, they're the ones who bring the like uh, petitions and stuff like to the on a principal school board, whatever, for changes to be yeah. made. But like, do we need a class treasurer? Like, what money are they holding? Like, they're not letting an eighth grader touch any exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's just like your first foray into like politics, just yeah. to see if it's something you're interested in. But yeah. yeah. Um. I agree. Like, Corey is a jokester. So it would make sense. Like, he does have a way to get, you know, elected here. Um, but then, of course, he quickly goes off the rails. So we find out that um, it's morning. Corey is eating pizza for breakfast. Why? His parents are dead. Um, and it's because Sean found that, you know, the polls say that kids don't like parents. So we have to cut you guys out of the picture. <laughs> yeah. If Who he's independent, he'll be cool. Oh my god, this reminds me, did anybody watch the first season of The Politician? Oh, I watched like a few episodes. So, like, it's it's a Ryan Murphy's show, and of course it goes off the rails, like all Ryan Murphy shows do. But my favorite joke in the entire um, first season is, like, um, they keep polling people, but, like, they keep polling, like, the same like 10 people and they're like oh like the Haitian vote says like this is it um this is what their opinion is and then there's like one Haitian person in the entire grade (laughs) and it's like and then and then like finally like the the kid is like who is the Haitian voters I'm the Haitian voter and you keep coming up to me every five minutes asking me (laughs) if I'm going to vote for the person that's my favorite joke that if anything else from the politician that's like the 
funniest yeah. joke in the entire that, thing. I feel like that tracks with this that Sean would literally ask like the ten people yeah. around him, and that would yeah, be if it. they're gonna vote for Corey, and it's like yes, yes, they, these five kids in our class say parents aren't cool. That's but that's what the the thing is. Yes, and Amy is obviously like unimpressed by this. That uh, oh, don't worry, they'll be found. You'll be found living among the bears in the Oregon woods when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. It's a scam. It's a scam. I don't know, Cody. Like, do you think that this is going to be if this is this would work if Corey is seen as cool because he has no parents? I I don't think so. Cool. You know, Sean, Sean must have been polling the the kids at the trailer park because I I don't see your (laughs) normal kids wanting their parents dead. (laughs) They probably just want their parents uninvolved, but not. You know, yes. completely out of yes. picture. Yeah. Yes, just stay at a yeah. distance, but continue to give me my allowance. Yes, exactly. My $5 yes. a week. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're now, we're in the hallway, and Feeney is giving a kid a hard time about turning in an assignment. Sean immediately is like, you don't like Feeney? Corey can get rid of him. Like, he's gone. That's it. <laughs> I can't believe this kid is so dumb to actually believe that Corey has the power to get rid of a principal. Like, who is this kid, first of all? So, like, this yeah. is not the water gun kid, is he? Because he kind of, no, that's a different kid. Because that kid didn't have, he had like a buzzed head, right? Like. No, we looked up and he never was able to come back. That's even right. though we really he liked him. He looks familiar yeah. to me, though. Like, I wonder if he'll be back later on. Because for some reason, or maybe he's in a different show. I don't know. But, like, yeah. this kid is so stupid. Like, who's going to believe this? <laughs> like, what kid is like, oh, oh, okay. And then. Uh, Sean is yeah, like, you can do oh, it's that? just a campaign promise. Give the people what they want. Like, this is where it starts going yeah. off the rails. It's right here. Well, I guess maybe dead parents are probably, probably <laughs> when it started. I mean, do, does this kid think that Sean or Corey are part of the, the FBI or the CIA or the mafia and <laughs> think they can just make Apparently, people disappear? Apparently, the fishes. You don't like him? Yes. Apparently. <laughs> is he part of the Sopranos? I mean, <laughs> yeah, Corey does have, like, I a direct contact to Mr. Feeney. So that's um, fair. Like rat poison so it is, in like his dinner oh God, or something. Jessica. I'm just saying like he could do it. Jessica. Not that he would do it, but he could do it. But of course, yeah. Feeney would see him coming with the shrine and the surveillance <laughs> system that he's got set up. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 So he wouldn't get that do far. Do you think he Feeney is listening in as they're like planning this campaign in the Matthews residence? And he's just like, I picture him just like, relaxing with like like a whiskey or something and just laughing as he's mm-hmm. listening to them play yeah. on this stupid <laughs> campaign. Yeah. To be honest, I thought you were going to say, do you think Feeney is listening in, in this podcast? Yes. And I was going to be like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I think yes. so. I think he's listening. <laughs> he just had his Alfredo for his birthday and now he's yes. listening to us. <laughs> um, so now we're in the cafeteria and we have Alvin, who has returned. Alvin is back. Um, Alvin sucks. Alvin is not as good as Minkus. We all know it. We can say it. He's not good. Wait, so Cody, isn't his last name like Mises or something? That's what I heard. Mies, Mises? Mises. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so you're telling me that you can't get Minkus back, but you're going to um, you're going to hire an, a character. Or you're going to put on a character, right? A yes. character that's name is Mises instead of Minkus? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the actual that's his fuck? Last Just name get the is real Mises? Minkus. Something like that. Yeah. Alvin Mises. 
And it's like, why? Like, just get the regular Minkus back. Minkus would have done a great job in this particular story. Can storyline. you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine Minkus running for class president against Corey? I and could. You see I him, could. Like, having a great platform, but not getting elected because he's not popular. Like, literally, we yep. could write a better storyline than this. Come on. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Ugh. Alvin's a weak character. We don't, I don't, I don't like this mini Minkus. Where's Simon? Where's Theodore? I was getting ready to ask, is he part of the Alvin Simon yeah. that was at the yeah. party? Yeah, he was one of the ones at the yeah. party, yeah. He's Alvin. So he's actually a repeat, um, like, uh, guy. Like, yeah. He's a returning character. He's been in, like, a good at least five but episodes of the second season. he just feels like a Walmart version of Minkus. Like, he doesn't. It, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like he's, he is playing up to the stereotype, right? Like, yeah, that's why I would rather call him Mini Minkus instead of, like, call him by his real name. It's like, no, you're downgraded to Mini Minkus. He's actually worse, I think, because, like... If he was just a stereotype of like a nerd, he wouldn't be saying, oh, no homework. We're going to get paid to learn all this stuff. Like mm, he would be yeah. like, come on, guys. Learning is fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like that would yeah. be a Minkus thing yeah. to say. So it's almost like they completely changed Alvin's character from the last time we saw him. Because he wasn't he also one of the ones that was like going to the nurse because he has like asthma and he, all that. Yes. Yeah. So like. Well, yeah, well he didn't want to get beat up. Yeah. Saying. He was one of the ones that was like. You know, we're going to be fine because we have our friends with us at Melissa's yeah. party. It just doesn't so, track for me. I don't know. But regardless, um, he. Uh, and, and and what wouldn't Minkus make it make school every day, seven days yes. a week? Yes. 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 I'm saying, like <laughs> a terrible version of Minkus. It doesn't make sense. And um, yeah, Sean is like he. So he's on the on the tables in the cafeteria, like chanting and whatever. And Sean is like, "How can you believe this guy? He's a curve breaker because he keeps getting good grades and making everybody else look bad." Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is you're you're a curve breaker, Jess. Uh, yeah, I probably was a curve breaker. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't yeah. like that smart. I just studied so. Didn't you say that you're like third in your class? You always brag about I, that. No, I graduated uh, fifth in my class. <laughs> She's like, no. Uh, out no, of how many? Sarah. Um, yeah. Probably close to 200. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not like a She's ton. like, yeah, Sarah, I'm not third. Are you serious? I'm fifth. <laughs> well, not only that, what but it's heck? not. I didn't go to like the smartest school. So like, it's not like I went to this like private academy, you know? It doesn't um, matter. But yeah. And um, then they get into this huge argument. And Feeney and Turner are just like watching this happen. And again, we get Feeney giving Turner a hard time about this. Because Feeney apparently mm-hmm. didn't want to have class elections from what I gather. Which seems very unlike Feeney in my opinion, Corey. Like don't you think Corey or Feeney would want to have election student body elections? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he wants to have the elections but under his rules. He doesn't, yeah. you know, Mr. Turner is letting them make their own mistakes and Feeney wants to give them ground rules and tell More them guidelines. How to, right. And tell yeah. them how to run the elections. But exactly what does Feeney want them to do? Like, what are, what are his not ground lie. rules? Well, not run a dirty election, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't, don't make things up. Be honest. Probably wants actual well i mean i think that typically like alvin probably would have been like a good candidate like that like he would have approved of but like i i think that he doesn't like take Corey seriously in this position i also think that like alvin if we're looking at alvin as like a mini mancus then it's shocking to me that like feeney wouldn't be on board with it but it just goes to show that like mm -hmm. 
absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Like you put anybody in this position and the power will go to their head and they're going to start making promises that they can't keep. Um, yeah. But yeah. So Feeney. Yeah, I would think I would think that Feeney would want Corey as the president because he can keep a better eye on Corey mm, yeah. being next door. Yeah. That's true. Yes. That's true. Feeney could be the man behind the man. Yeah. That's oh a very goodness. good point. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. Oh, and this is the first mention that we get, at least I think it is, that Sean says, oh, a lot of weird stuff goes on in the trailer park. I believe this is the first time he mentions living in a trailer park in the in the show. I don't think we've heard him say anything mm-hmm. yet. Um, and it comes up next episode, yeah. too. So I think we're finally getting well, yeah. into like that being Sean's background a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's coming up. All the good, all the good stuff. Some of the good stuff is coming mm-hmm. up soon. So um, we're nearly there. So Alvin plays dirty and is like, you know, how can you trust Sean? Because I have this character witness right here, this girl, and the girl says that in the third grade, Sean said all girls were icky. <laughs> Um, and then Sean tries to, (laughs) girls were, girls were, so he tries to defend himself and then they call him a flip flopper. So, and in, um, by association, Corey is also a flip flopper. So the, the, the angry crowd says you have to fire Sean and Corey does, which is messed up. Yeah. Especially because he was the one who pushed him into doing this in the first place and you're going to drop your campaign manager. What does that make you look like? You know? Um, um, disloyal. Yeah. And Eric is like, "Oh, good move to dump your best friend for a stupid school election." Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is when um, Corey's in the the Matthews residence, and they're talking. He's talking about like, "Oh, we we're gonna get a pool." And Alan is like, oh, what like what about like removing the graffiti, getting better food like you talked about before? Corey's like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll do that after the fact. You know, I just want to fit mm-hmm. in. Um, And he yeah. brings up being honest, loyal and decent, which obviously like none of those things apply anymore. Now that you've dumped your best friend as your campaign yeah. manager, you're making all these promises that you're certainly not going to be able to keep. And you just seem like kind mm-hmm. of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I like Alan said what he said. He said. Uh, he's like honest to the voters loyal to your best friend and decent enough to kill off your parents <laughs> I felt like that was a little like powerful right Cody yeah absolutely he he kind of kind of put it like it is it's uh mm-hmm. you know you you decided that you didn't want us around and so you killed us off and 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 it's it, it was pretty pretty harsh but he's he's putting he's putting the truth out there mm-hmm. I gotta admit yeah. I like Dallin in these two episodes I thought like yeah. He did a good job of like having a little bit. I like the way like when he's teaching Corey a lesson, it's not always so obvious. Like he kind of just comes in with a quip Mm -hmm. and then he like leaves the room and you're just kind of like left like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, maybe I should think about that. Yeah. He like plants a seed and lets Corey do the actual work because he has faith in his son. And not for nothing, did Ingrid not just fall in the school pool quite recently? Well, they're so, going to film Baywatch there, so there'll be pl- plenty of lifeguards around. <laughs> okay, so maybe they want a better they want a pool? new pool, yeah. like, probably a new, maybe a pool. bigger pool, two pools. Ah, oh, got it, got the it, Olympics got it. Size pool or something. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yes. Yeah, so now, oh wait, and and Corey went snorkeling. <laughs> Listen, we have to ignore this. <laughs> no, he went snorkeling at the Y. I thought. Oh, there mm-hmm. we go. I got got. They don't want to have to go. leave campus to go swimming, so they need a pool on site. Maybe that's maybe the uh, school dance was at the Y too. Who knows? 
Uh, well, they maybe they want to get one of those pools where the the gym floor separates, and there's the pool underneath. Those legitimately Ooh. exist. I think those legitimately exist in It's a Wonderful Life. If you've seen that, then that actually existed, where the gym floor was above the swimming pool, and it it separated. That's sweet. Gosh. It, there is always, like, it is the creepiest thing to find, like, an abandoned pool. Like, I'm thinking of, like, three horror shows where that hat, like, where they have that. Well, okay. Not really. But <laughs> definitely an American horror story. Abandoned There's pools? There's an abandoned pool. What happens yeah. in abandoned creepy. pools? Very they, They're, like, they're not, they're empty, right? Or they're full? Yeah. They're, they're, no, they're empty. I always just picture kids skateboarding in empty pools. Yes. I was yeah. going to say, I heard that all... All empty pools are skate parks, but not all skate parks are empty pools. <laughs> there might be I some truth behind that. I think that's Fun a fact. fact. Fun fact. I think that's a fact. <laughs> I read that somewhere. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, back to this. Back to this election debate. We have Alvin versus Corey. Feeney says it's real slim pickings. <laughs> and then, of course, Sean comes up. Uh, my yeah. favorite quote, I think, from this episode is when, is it Feeney asks Sean any ideas? And he goes, oh, yeah, big honking ones. <laughs> I actually did think it was a good idea to get Paula Kelly, the girl that he called to Icky in third grade to be his co-running mate. Like, yeah. now that is something that you would see in The Politician. Yeah. Cody, did this um, give you a um, big, uh, I did not have sexual relations with that woman vibes? <laughs> uh, now that you mention it, it kind of does. Um, and, and we'll get something very similar in the ne- from Sean in the next episode, too. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, did, did you all recognize Paula from anything? No. No. Okay. So uh, I was a, and still am, a big Star Trek Next Generation watcher. Oh, so wait, mo- I totally did, too. Yeah, so once Paula came on the, the episode, I immediately thought, hey, I know her from somewhere. And uh, she, there was an episode where she was an imaginary friend and a really <gasps> bad influence. So she was basically oh. the Sean character in that episode. So, oh, wow. That's yep. fun. Is she still acting now? Or that was, Next Gen was like a, a while ago, right? Yeah, that episode, the episode she was on came out in 92. Oh, so okay. All right. It's oh. a 90s episode. I think she might still be acting today. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I used to be a fan of Deep Space Nine. That was my my dad was a big Trekkie and that was my preference whenever I would watch it with him. Deep Space Nine, because I think that there's less action. It was a little bit more like, wasn't it a little bit more like a drama? Yes. So it started so that's out. That's why I liked it. Yeah, it started out real slow. But about season three, it got more character driven and more drama. There was yeah. there was quite a bit of action, but it's more character driven. I think I was like there was like a lot of like couples. So yes. like that's what I was <laughs> like really into. Romance on Star Trek. <laughs> That's what I was into, but hey. like also I was super People's- young and I had these little Deep Space Nine action figures funny. that my dad got at conventions. People still got to get it on in space, so. Hey, 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 got to get it in somewhere. Yep. <laughs> and the anti-gravity yeah, room. That's difficult. I would go. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, lo- I liked Paula in this episode. I thought she was fun because she's just like, all of a sudden she's on Sean's side, you know, and then they go like on a date together. I thought it was a really, that was a really funny moment. Um, and, and now we have like the argument between Sean and Corey, basically like 
Corey's like, you got me into this mess. Like, this is all your fault. And now you're running against me with, like, obviously a similar platform, seeing as how all of Corey's ideas were originally Sean's. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then, of course, Alvin, Alvin pipes up, which gets Sean defending Corey, which was a nice moment. You know, they're really they're really good friends. And at the end of the day, that's all that yeah. matters. Um, yeah. I loved Corey calling Alvin a four eyed frog voiced geek. <laughs> it's a little harsh it was harsh but alvin sucks so i don't care some sometimes you're spot it, on yeah <laughs> why does alvin like out of nowhere just says my mom doesn't buy my clothes like that's where his head went automatically and, and, and everyone's kids, like what are you doing yeah don't all parents buy clothes for their kids 100 percent. i wonder if very true like yeah. oh my mom picks out my clothes okay um but yeah, like it's obvious that this is something that has come up before for him. <laughs> and he immediately resigns. He's like, I'm out, skis. I don't need to be a part of this anymore. Um, and Corey, basically, Corey is like, I found out that I'm not a good candidate. I'm not a good friend. I'm going to resign. Everybody should vote for Sean. Um, and then Sean is like, oh, no, I made up every lie that Corey has told. Corey is the one who's honest, loyal, and decent. Uh, that's all you ever need to be, Corey. And then Sean resigns. So it's like, and then I loved Paula being like, oh, I should run. And then, imme- like, and you're yeah. like, yes, girl, you do it. You do that thing. And then she immediately is like, oh, let's go get a burger with Sean instead. Like, Paula, Paula, can you be the voice of yeah. the women, please? Come on. Well, no, but Topanga has to be the voice of yeah. the women. And we're thankful for that. So... She makes like this great big speech and like she's obviously the good candidate to be the class president. There's even a Topanga chant. Well, she starts. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she starts her own chant. Well, it starts off good, right? Like she promises to get rid yeah. of the graffiti. All the social studies books are old. We'll get better food in the cafeteria. Like, OK, these are like decent changes that are actually plausible. Um, and then she gets her own chant going and a guy asks for a water slide and she says, you got it. Great. (laughs) Cody, did you, do you think this tracks? We've kind of talked a lot about Topanga and how she's changing from original, very like granola season one Topanga. Do you think this tracks with like the Topanga that we've seen previously? So this doesn't track with what we've seen previously with Topanga, but I think it tracks with what we're going to see Mm -hmm. with Topanga going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, She's definitely the leader. She's definitely the smart one of the group. Um, Mm -hmm. She's the voice of reason for the entire group. So I really like this version of Topanga. Yeah. And she did say um, when they were doing the class pre-union that they, she did want to be president Mm -hmm. then. So it's not too like, I guess she always had an interest in politics, doesn't make much sense why Eric would become a senator and not Topanga. I feel like it would be make more sense if they just let Eric be the weatherman yeah. that he always wanted to be and let Topanga start off as a lawyer and then get into politics. Yeah, that's a natural so, next step. I think it, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think that like, yeah, I enjoy this version of Topanga because she is the like strong willed and she has a lot more integrity than Corey. Right. Like she's not easily yep. swayed like Corey is. Granted, she did say yes to the water slide, but she's a little bit high on her own mm-hmm. supply right this moment. She'll calm down a little yeah. bit. I think she's the best candidate, obviously. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and, and in future, when we get to Girl Meets World and she becomes the lawyer that she is, she speaks more for the people. So mm-hmm. she would be a better local politician rather than national politician. Mm-hmm. I think if she got to I the national politics, she would get, I'm not going to say corrupt, but she'd get lost yeah. in the crowd and wouldn't be able to handle the, the individuals, the small people that she really likes to take that care of. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Does it does it make any sense that Eric is a senator? No, Cody it makes and zero Girl sense. No, okay. no. I, like I maybe if they justified they it, just it just makes no sense. Okay. Like it's I as early as season two that they're why. talking about it. Like it was. Yes. He, I think he even mentioned it in season yeah. one. Like some. I think he did. One yeah. part. So it's. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But um, where this final scene, I died. It was yeah. so funny. We have um, we have uh, Alan being all proud of Corey that he dropped out. He says, oh, people remember promises. And Amy brings up that Alan promised to take her to Europe. Um, and he's like, oh, of course, of course, of course, we will get to Paris. And <laughs> Alan never promised her that. <laughs> Amy just makes this up on the spot. And I was like, I love manipulative Amy. She's <laughs> my favorite version of her. So funny. <laughs> Do you think this would work on you, Cody? Like, do you think the scam, like, if your wife <laughs> no, tried this, no, this would not work? work. No? This would not work on no. me, no. no. Mm, You're like, I wonder mm. if I could try this on Drew. I don't think it would work either. Did you guys notice the um, that little, like, executive producer slot where oh, um, it got changed Topanga? to Topanga? Yes, that was very funny. Yes. Yeah, that was a cute little, a cute little thing. Um, I like this episode. I think that it was if we're comparing it to our last two that we said were very like middle of the road, Jess. Mm-hmm. I thought this episode was a good one. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, fine. I thought it was. I think it's a, probably about middle of the road for me, too. I like the ending a lot. I like the mm-hmm. inclusion of Topanga in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I like the idea of like. You know, Corey kind of learning that, like, well, you need to keep your friends. You can't just be a dick and, like, you know what I mean. It really does show you the bad signs of politics. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was still middle of the road for me. What about you, Cody? In terms of like all season two that we've seen though this far. Yeah, I agree. It's, it is very middle of the road. I do like that it, it is politics. It's something that kind of steps out from what they normally do. Uh, it, it has more Topanga. We didn't get as much Feeny in this one mm-hmm. as we probably would have wanted, but we did get some. He had some some nice quips. Uh, he and Mr. Turner are really interacting well. Uh, I thought it was fun. We you know we talked. We'd rather have real Minkus rather than mini Minkus. Yeah. So so they could have brought him back, but I thought it was a very I thought it was a fine like you said middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. It's like it's very strange to me that like if they're gonna just bring in a Minkus substitute, why not just have Minkus every so often? Like he doesn't need to be in every episode, right? Like he could be mm-hmm. like a yeah. Harley, where it's like every couple episodes we see him. Um, because these two episodes yeah. we didn't see any of Harley or Frankie or Joey, so it could have been a similar thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I I honestly I don't really get yeah. it. On um, the explanation that what we've read it it's making less and less sense there's probably some con uh, contractual thing Could've that been. like we don't know yeah. of that like can't be really spoken about for legal reasons yeah. so i think that there's more to this story yeah, you totally could be right save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or seven up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into our second episode. Um, breaking up is hard to do. I like this title better. Really, really hard Very to do. Really, really hard Especially with Wendy. Really, really hard to do. Not just hard to do. Really, really hard. Unless you're I wouldn't strong. know. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't know. I've never broken up with anybody. So really? I, know. Have. I have. I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a but loser. I haven't had somebody Have that you? like manipulated really, really... me into getting back into a relationship with them. <laughs> How, was it for you, Cody? Was it really, really hard to do? It was actually pretty easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like grasp on with like no. her claws. No, and it was no? actually there was a couple that was actually a pretty bad way to do it. You know, I was in I was in marching band, and I actually broke up with her uh, right before we started practice. <gasps> One day. Cody. Oh my God, you That's did it. Terrible. That is terrible. Amazing. I know. That's amazing. Did you pass a note? Did you pass a note? Did I pa- no, I actually went up to her and I told her face to face. That's good. So I did have wow. that. No text I message. You know, no, yeah. No, yeah, we didn't. We didn't have tech. No, no, uh, no notes. I didn't have someone else do it for me. I actually did it face to face. But I did wow. it out on the, the practice field right before we started. Practice. What's worse, right in the middle of class or right before you do marching band practice? Actually, probably in in class is worse because you're like stuck yeah. there. Well, Wendy is and she leaves, but. Did she cry? I don't think so. No. This doesn't sound like the, you know, the notebook romance. Well, good. Because you broke up with her. So it shouldn't be. Because she didn't didn't cry. She's like, okay, like, going to go play flute now. I think she was more in shock than anything. Oh. Wait, did that just happen? I'm just picturing her, like, sobbing into a trombone. And she's like. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Does she have to wear, like, one of those, like, fancy hats? With like the big flower thing, the feather uh, thing. Yes, yeah, we wore we wore hats. Um, yeah, you yep. can totally hide your tears behind that. <laughs> I just now she's like, no, she's a percussionist, and like every time she slams yeah, she, her cymbals, she's thinking about Cody. Like, <laughs> she she was actually a drummer, so I'm surprised she didn't throw one of her. There we go. There we go. That's it. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, I so love this. this 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 title is a song based on a song recorded by Neil Sedaka. How about that, Jess? I like it better. I know that song. Yeah. I think this is a better title. Okay. I don't okay. know that song. It's Sorry. like breaking up <laughs> is hard to do. At least that's what I think it is. But Okay. If I think if I heard the tune, I'd probably yeah. recognize it. I think it's definitely an old okay. song. That's for sure. Okay. I think you'd hear it on like okay. an oldies radio. Um, but yeah, so we find out there's a, a couples only party, which is like really trashy in my opinion. Like that's kind of a dick move. A couples only party. And who are these? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And who are these two people that are invite that are sending out the inv- invitations? Stephanie and Todd. Never yeah. heard of them before. No. That one of the four hundred, <laughs> two of the four hundred in the grade that we've it's never met. It's so strange to me to have a couples only party. Like, what are you just like making out all in a room when you're together? 13? It's disgusting and weird. <laughs> it's seven minutes in heaven. Just well, with your couple. With your couple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I feel like it's pretty normal to have a couples party. Like a couple's dinner party, adults, like you hear that all the time yeah. as adults. Yes. But not right. when you're 13, but not as a 13 and it's required That's a little for you weird. to have a couple to go to this party. Like the they fact that they like totally got like invitations handed out. This is like the couple that's been together since third grade and they're basically an old married couple. They're like, yes, like we have like our registry at the Toys R Us. Like, please come with gift. Like ridiculous, ridiculous. Is, Who is making these invitations? Is this supposed to be a swingers party? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's 
in. Gail and Mitch is invited yes, to this. Yes, yes. And that's that's why. That's what it is. Because they've been together for like, you know, six yes. years now. And they need yeah. to spice things up. Yeah. And they're like, only couples because we need some options. This makes <laughs> Yeah, sense. how do I get invited to that party, actually? Yeah. So Sean is um, immediately interesting. like, oh, there's Wendy. Ask her to be your girlfriend for the party. And Corey's like, oh. Oh, that's not, yes, that's not of right. course. Like, we can't just, so, we can't just, oh, I can't just ask a girl to be my girlfriend just for one party. And he's immediately, like, on board. It takes him two seconds to be convinced. Yeah. It was, it was nice seeing Wendy again, wasn't it, Cody? A- absolutely. And yeah. I've got a fun fact on Wendy, but we can talk about that <gasps> later and we can talk about okay. it now. Okay. Well, go well, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Sure. So there's a slight relationship between Wendy, Jessica Wesson, Wesson and uh, William Daniels, Mr. Feeney. They're related? Oh, what do you yes. mean? They're not they're related. I'm saying there's a... Oh, like um, a six degrees of separation a, type a, of thing. Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. So both of them did shows with a guy that I podcast about, The Hoff. What? Oh. One of them, yes. one of them on a... What's it called? Um, so, so Jessica, uh, Wendy... Was on uh, an episode of Baywatch. No kidding, really. No kidding. Yes, and um, uh, and uh, William Daniels, Jessica Lee, and the Wiggler, and uh, Josh Wiggler already spoiled the other one where uh, Mr. Feeney did Night Rider with. Oh, the he's Hoff. like Kit or whatever yes. the car's he's name Kit. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Wild. So that's interesting. I can't picture that's her on Baywatch because I feel like she's always going to be a child in my eyes. You know. <laughs> and I think how she did play a child when she was on Baywatch? I think it was that same, uh, like very close. I think. Oh, it was she, she, oh so she was like a kid, the, one of the runners. She, she, wasn't, she wasn't grown up. She, oh, was, runner. she wasn't she like wasn't, a main character. She wasn't a it was, she wasn't a runner. <laughs> yeah, there was so no she, red bathing suit. No, she was a character called Bridget on an episode in 1994. So about a year or so before. This aired. She was on. With, I can see uh, that because she has that David blonde Hasselhoff. hair, like very beachy vibes. I can see it. Did she have to pretend like she was drowning? <laughs> Probably. Well, I, I'm going to suggest that we wa- re- that we watch this episode and there, see. Yeah, that's what we're going to have to do. <laughs> I mean, we saw her on Casper too, so we're that's totally right. we are. I mean, we should totally just watch uh, her entire filmography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to take that long. It'll probably just take like a half an hour, really. Oh my like, gosh. She's cute though. Like I like her as a character. She's she pretty. does. I did the remember her, right? So like I, I feel like she stood out kind of like a Desiree character. Um I think she definitely stands out as a character I remembered. And it makes sense now that she's in more than one episode. Cause usually the characters I remember, if it's like they're a one off, I wouldn't remember them as much. Um unlike a TK is the exception. Um but yes, so yeah. I, w- I want to see more TK as well. <sighs> Who doesn't? Yes. I think it's we all do. Yes. Yeah. I think it's such a travesty that she only showed up in one episode. And I honestly don't even know how that's physically possible from how much everybody remembers her. So they must have just been playing it on blast on the Disney Channel. That episode every single day, like that stupid episode of Family Guy that's on TV every single day. It must have been the same scenario or she's just that good. And I think she's just that good. I think you're right. I think she's just that good. And I think Wendy is like 
a different I mean I don't know what it is like with Corey he attracts girls who like become obsessed with him but she is a similar in a similar vein which is interesting considering we didn't watch that episode that long ago so to have another character that is like becomes obsessed with Corey is kind of <laughs> troubling um <laughs> but yeah, yeah so he asks her he asks her out and she's like oh but this is for couples only uh and she's like oh are you are you just looking for a date? And he lies and he says, "No, I want to be I want to be in a couple with you." And she's immediately all in. She kisses him and she's like, "Is it okay if I go tell my friends?" That's a weird question. <laughs> really? I thought that was really sweet. Like I thought that like of course she would want to tell like ask her friends and maybe like I think back then you had the mentality is like is this like a secret or like can we tell everybody? Like can you like at that age you kind of want to brag about it to everybody. I thought it was kind of sweet. I don't know, Cody, what do you think? Is it weird that she asks this? That she asked if she can tell her friends. No, I think it's very sweet. It sounds like it's very typical. I, as girls, did you all do that? Well, as in well? my opinion, I wouldn't have done that it anyway. Yeah. Me and my friends, I would wouldn't do. have asked permission. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> and I think it may have just been a rhetorical question. Like, I'm going to go tell yeah, them. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. That makes more sense. I thing. think, but yes, um. yes. I did like that she she asked follow up questions. So it's almost like she was trying to dig into it. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. She didn't just give it up immediately. She did ask several questions. Yeah, she's trying to protect herself, yeah. and then it like completely yeah. backfires when again this is all Corey. This is all Sean's fault, really. But it's a lot of Corey's fault too. <laughs> Um, the other kind of side plot in this in this episode is we have Eric who's in trouble for his grades and he's not allowed to go on any dates until he raises his grades. Um, that could take an entire marking period. I think this is a harsh punishment. Maybe if he shows improvement, to be honest maybe if he you. like brings home a test score that's like you know above a C or something, then they'll they'll let him go out. Okay. Um, and they just have to be closer to the front of the alphabet. Yes. <laughs> I loved that line. So what do you think? Like he got like a D? Is, is that what we're thinking? I would thinking? say or he, may have, guess. he may have gotten yeah. a G like the kid from the last <laughs> yeah. episode. A G? <laughs> yes. Just like the other kid. Yeah. Um, yes. And he's like, oh, I just want to be a weatherman. Don't take away my girls. <laughs> yeah. I think a weatherman is a great occupation for him. He would have been great as a weatherman. Yeah, better than a politician. I, I just don't get I mean, it. I just can't do it. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, like they said that you can't rely on his looks to get him through life. But that's literally the only occupations that Eric has shown interest in is like either a model or, you right. know, or the weatherman or an actor. Like that's kind of what Eric's into. Which is like, you know, helped by his looks. So I don't I don't know. Maybe Eric can get through life just based off of his looks. So do you think Eric would be a full on meteorologist or is he just going to stand up there and just read whatever it is they put on the teleprompter? He's pointing. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, honestly, being I mean, a weatherman is a lo- lot of schooling, yeah. too. So like, yes. I would mm-hmm. think he'd yeah. be more like be um, like an on-screen personality. I don't know. You probably just have to have a communications degree, I would think, um, mm. versus like an actual full-on like scientist. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, they would be lucky if Eric's even able to read the entire right? teleprompter because that's a talent in it of itself. Yeah. And and not get distracted by the green screen. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Can you be the one that's drawing inappropriate like drawings <laughs> on the map? It's yeah. Like... And, and and knowing our luck, he'd also wear a green shirt or yes. green outfit. I can totally yes. see that being a plot line. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um so we're back in school. Uh Wendy says it's been the best week of her life. Uh she asks Corey what he's doing this summer. We just had Christmas, by the way. So like yeah. bitch moves fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but 
Um, I, that's like always what you did. Like, why are you going to go into a relationship they have assuming been dating that you're not for going like to be a week? Yeah, that's uh, way too like, quick. It is spring. She just wants to know. Like, okay, weapons. She doesn't even mean it seriously. Like, you know, like when you are dating somebody. Like within the first, like, well, at that age, you're always like, "What are our kids?" But you don't be say named? those things out like, loud. Blah, blah. No, that goes like, in the, I think like goes in the book, that, right? the journal, that goes inside in the of book. a in the yeah. journal yes. or the book, yeah, or your textbook, yeah. which then I your boyfriend reads know. later in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that like she's moving far too quickly, right? Like they, from what we gather, so they had Christmas, and that was what two episodes ago or so. So yeah. I'd yeah. say we're we're like in January, January. February, yeah. yes, summer, bitch. Yeah. Summer's June. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, I I think it passes. It's in the Greek test. <laughs> yeah, a, a a week in eighth grade is like a year in normal life. That's true. Yes. I mean, a week is a long time. So she says, you know, he go. He's he's getting weirded out already. He's like, let's just focus on spring first, and that's where she says, spring is where love blooms. Um, and then, like, she memorizes too much. too much. She straightens out his collar. Kiss, kiss. You know, she kisses. She, yeah, she wa- She demands kisses um, before he leaves. So he's getting, like, skeeved out. Like, it's already, like, before, like, his family says anything, before, like, Sean says anything, he learned his lesson from um, from TK, like when they come t- on too strong, it's a little scary, right, Cody? Yes, absolutely. And you, you don't want a girl that's going to come on. Well, you know, maybe Sean does. Doesn't want a girl that comes on too strong. Um, and and she just seems like she's she doesn't seem like she's controlling him, but she's got all these ideas for him, right? And I think that like yeah. uh, here's the thing: Corey obviously likes Wendy. It's not like he completely yeah. was like, "Oh, I'm just going to use her to get into this party." He actually does like no, her, he, and he likes yeah. spending time with her. But anybody yeah. would be scared by how quickly she's moving. And we're not just saying this because she's a girl and she's being that like, "Oh, she's a clingy girl." Like, I, this would freak me out if I was dating a guy and he did this to me. Like, I think it's like way too much again even if you're going to memorize his schedule even if you're dreaming about what your children's names will be usually it's not something you bring up within the first week you can kind of like keep that to yourself a little bit everybody is like oh mrs Corey matthews in their notebook bitch don't show him the notebook like calm it down a little bit so he's like very weirded out by all of this um, I love the side plot of Feeney and Mr. Turner playing racquetball, which I didn't know that squash and racquetball were different. I was like, they could have been the same thing to me. I never would have known the difference. Um, that plot line I thought was very funny because Feeney, such a little devious bastard. Like he is mm-hmm. such, again, drama queen Fiend. Like he is all about the sass and I appreciate it. He's always got a scam going on. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a squash court in his backyard or in his house. <laughs> he probably <laughs> does like in his basement or garden, something. Yeah. No one sees yes. it. Yeah. Or he practices. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And this is when um, Lori comes up to Eric. She's coming on very strong. She has a hot tub. Uh, her parents are going to be out of town. Yes. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, he can't. He can't do it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the girls are very thirsty in this episode. 
Oh, yeah. Something in the water. Something after the Sadie Hawkins dance, then everything just went like to flames at John Adams High. Speaking of Sadie Hawkins, I did check with a teacher friend of mine, and she doesn't Mm -hmm. think that they do those anymore. See? Good. Good. They should. Really? I appreciate that. Um, huh. Yes. I, that's, I, I agree. Like, why do we need them? Girls can ask the guys anytime. Girls can ask girls. They can ask anybody what they want. They don't need a special occasion for it. Um, I don't know. It's tradition. Like, why do you learn square well, dancing because I in New Jersey? It, because it's tradition. But I think that particular tradition just, like, reinforces specific things about society that, like, aren't good anymore. Right. Like if you're saying that it has mm-hmm. to be a special occasion for a guy to ask a girl, not only are you saying that girls can't ask guys in other instances, you're also saying that it's not OK for girls to ask other girls or you know what I mean? Or guys to mm-hmm. ask guys. Yeah. No, I, I hear just, you. Yeah. I hear but you. I'm happy to hear that. That's good. Um, Jason is back in this episode and he knows of a dating substitute and apparently it's a hair salon. <laughs> and I uh, just real quick about real quick question about Jason. They couldn't come up with an original last name for him like. His actor name is also his character <laughs> it's name. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> what we do know that this role was written for Jason. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, they. I guess he's just like all in. Like this is like my name outside and inside. Like it's kind of like I don't know. Like Angela in and in the office okay. and Phyllis. Like they're Creed. they didn't have names at yeah. first. And they just like, but their last names are at least. But Phyllis different. is such a Phyllis. Like it totally makes sense. <laughs> Phyllis is a Phyllis. Yeah, I I That's love true. this, and honestly, I kind of get it. Like because have you ever? I mean, especially with COVID and everything, like going such a long time without a haircut, and then finally someone is like giving you a haircut, and like especially if you're if you're single and you don't have like that physical connection with people. Especially in a time where you're like without that for a long time. I could totally get how going to a hairdresser can be like, not like, I don't know, like sexual, but I would say the word intimate is how I would describe it, right? They're like very close to you. They're trimming your hair. They're like rubbing your scalp. In the case of Dominique, she is very rubbing Eric's scalp. <laughs> what do you think, Cody? Can you see how this would be perceived as um as sexual or intimate? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I will say that I go to a barber, so I have a guy that cuts my hair. <laughs> so we don't, we don't really have that relationship. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's more of a, a bro type thing when I go get my hair cut. So, your bros uh, with your barber. I love how you like, you get intimate with your hairdresser. <laughs> I don't know, Jessica. Like, I can't relate to what you're talking no. to or what Eric went through. I'm not saying that, like, no. it's a sexual experience. I'm saying that, like... If you haven't had a physical connection with somebody in a long time, she she just got a I haircut. I did just get a haircut. So I think that, I, she. I think she's just Plus projecting. Like rubbing your scalp feels like really nice. Is your hairdresser like really attractive? I mean, she's pretty, but yeah, yeah, not like attracted to her. I'm just saying when you think about, I, I mean, like, like a, you just, just like think the, about like a scalp massage, mm-hmm. right? Like that feels really nice. Yeah. I can totally see how it would be, especially if like you're attracted to your hairdresser, right? Like Dominique, the French mm-hmm. hairdresser. Yeah, no, I mean, like she, he was just vibing with her. Like it was definitely a good substitute if you can't date anybody. Um, so this becomes like his thing now. Like he goes like every single day <laughs> to get a scalp it's massage like when teenage boys take like five showers a day and you're like what are they doing in there 
Well, he, you know, we, we, it kind of relates to back what Sean said at the beginning of the episode. Remember that section of the, um, where they talked about movement of blood? Oh, yes. So, yes. Oh, so. my God. That joke. I was like, wait a minute. Like, are, can they say this yeah. joke? Not on the Disney Channel. Yes, yeah. on TGI I was Friday, half expecting I him to, like, pitch a tent underneath that, like, that cape at the hairdresser is honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what they were insinuating. Yeah. It was kind yes. of wild. Yeah. Oh, it was that was funny. I like that side plot. I think it's a very funny, like smaller plot line, but like a like C storyline. Um, so what mm-hmm. is what is Eric spending on his haircut each? That's the thing. He's going to like a legit yes. salon, so you know it's more expensive than like supercuts. Yeah. So how much is like a typical like blow dry? Well, um, if, if he's not getting it cut, I guess it's just a wash, and so it wouldn't be that much. If you went to the dry bar, that would be like a $75 trip every Holy time. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, it's probably like $25 a trip. That's but my that's guess. Still 20 a bucks a trip, maybe. That's maybe a lot. 10 Actually, you know what? Like, aren't haircuts for guys like $25? Maybe yeah, it's I, like a. I pay, I pay $7. For mine. Yeah. I pay $15. Okay. For mine. Oh, yeah. okay. Maybe it's $5. Are cheap, but again, even if he's, yeah, if he's just getting it washed, it's not that expensive but if you're going daily it's expensive that's more than like a cup of coffee you know yeah yeah but but and also you know they say it all the time you're not supposed to wash your hair every day he's not listening to those rules at all yeah i do wash my hair every day i wash my hair if you have like a greasy scalp i totally could see why you'd need to I can't do anything about it like i legit washed my hair this morning it's already looking gross it doesn't even, doesn't it doesn't do, it. do anything, just like. I have a dry scalp, Honestly, so I just. I can't help you. I know. I know. I just can't. And, and the dermatologist said I had some, um, some flakes. So it's like, how do you have an oily scalp, but also dry? Like, mm-hmm. what is the science in that? I don't know. Maybe Dominique yeah, can tell me. need to go to Dominique, I think. Um, yeah. So now we find out that because now Corey is coupled up, he's now irresistible. So all these girls keep coming up to him asking for homework help. And Sean is. I don't know. Like, is there truth behind is this that? Is it true? Is it, is it true? I don't. I, don't, I, mean, personally, I think it's no. more of like a, oh, he has a girlfriend. So obviously there's something there that makes him attractive. So maybe I should be interested in him. Yeah. Like some girl likes him. So maybe um, I should too. And it's also you want. I mean, you we hear have. this. Yeah, we hear this trope all the time. Like, as soon as like men wear a ring, like mm-hmm. apparently a bunch of girls hit right. on them. I mm-hmm. don't know if this is true or not, but apparently, yeah, it's like what you want, what you can't have type of a spiel. So Sean says, "Oh, you've been dating a week. That's like way too long. Like now she knows probably everything about you. It's time to break up." Um, a week still seems like, like, very yeah. short to me, even as an eighth grader. Cody, like, what do you know what the average lifespan of, like, a relationship was when you were this age? Uh, well, I didn't have much of a relationship in eighth grade. But, yes, I think a week, maybe two weeks is about correct. Hmm. Uh, you typically hmm. you typically spend, you know, every night talking on the phone <laughs> to each other. You know, what was it? Yeah. What, she's, he spent two hours talking to 
TK yes. on the phone. So every night, so yes. like every, two nights, two hours every night for yep. a week. That's a that's a ten hours yeah. of talk that's time. A lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that maybe they were just more monogamous in my school. I feel like people went out for a few months at least. Like a week seems very short to me, but I guess when you have a class of four hundred, it's like you got a lot of options. So. <laughs> Yeah, lots of options. Now, once we got to high school, then yes, couples were together much longer. But middle school, they were, uh, it was popping around. Yeah, just a few weeks. Yeah, Yeah, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah, so Corey's like, I don't know, like, Wendy's cute. She likes me. Maybe I should stay with her. But of course, Sean influences him to break up with her. In the middle of class, mm-hmm. he's like, Corey, Corey, did you forget about that? No, go ahead. Pass it to her right uh, now. Like, Sean, shut up. Yeah, this is so the, this is like, number one, it's the worst when the teachers read your poem out in class or your Sean's short was story. Very like, funny. don't do it. <laughs> so Sean is talking about his family again, mm-hmm. and there is some crazy things happening in the Hunter mm-hmm. family. But he changed the names. So... You know, at least he changed the names. People, they don't know. They don't know the real names. So, yeah. Corey passes the note to Wendy. And she's like, um, In the middle of Turner reading her poem called Leave Me and I'll Die. And and I thought thought that Turner would end up reading the breakup Mm -hmm. note. Like, it'd be Oh, that's what I thought this was going. I feel like that's a very common thing in in shows like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we do a dramatic reading of Wendy's poem? Oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> okay. Our love is a flower that blooms in the sun. Our love runs deeper, deeper. Oh, wait. Our run. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to start over. I, this is this is too good for me to mess up. Okay. Our love is a flower that blooms in the sun. Our love runs deeper than deep rivers run. Our love so strong that makes me cry. Leave me and I'll die. I will die. I will die, die, die. It was girl, fucking a. That girl is like, a Pisces. Go to the guidance counselor. We all know it. Uh, yeah, no, she's definitely one of mine. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. I could tell. Um, so scary. I, I, I did some homework and I wrote a poem as well. Oh my god! <gasps> oh, <laughs> so excited! So, this is amazing. Okay, so okay. I wrote. I wrote. I wrote a haiku. Oh, this is great. Please. Oh, share. Please okay, share. perfect. So, Wendy makes potatoes. Corey, to give her three kids, also makes waffles. <laughs> that was great. So you take, yeah, you took the approach of like all the good that Wendy does. Yeah. Yes. Let's look at the bright sides yeah. of Wendy, not the little bit of the <laughs> scary sides of Wendy. I like, I like that That's haiku. Great. I like it. She's, she's a natural chef. And Wendy is um, low key very manipulative because Corey goes like chases after her to like apologize, and. Like he the basically the note legitimately just says, I think we should break up. And then he's like, no, 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 no. It should say not. And like, that's all how is Wendy manipulative? Corey has no backbone. It's and both. he it's both. he feels guilty. How she gets upset. She feels like humiliated. She just read this thing. She asked to leave. He chases her. How is she manipulating him? She, she didn't say like, Corey, come over. with me. Like, he just broke up with you. What do you mean? She says that is over. And then he says, no, that's not what I meant. Wait, she says what you think I meant is not what I meant. How is that manipulating? If anything, Corey's manipulating Wendy. I think it's a bit of both because then then Wendy Wendy has no love your face, Corey. I need a hug. I hope our kids turn out as sensitive as you. Like, I don't know, Cody, where do you do you do you see what I see that she's like slightly manipulative in this? 
so I don't know if she's in in the episode. I don't think she's manipulative. Um, I do think that Corey. I think in this instance, Corey was on, on the wrong in in the wrong on this. He 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 wrote the note to say I want to break up or we should break up, mm-hmm. and she was ready to accept it. And I think he needed to own that. But instead, mm-hmm. he either he either felt guilty about it, which is probably more likely, or uh, was I don't think he was trying to manipulate her into getting back together. I think he just felt like he upset her and didn't he didn't, didn't want, want her to her be upset. upset yeah he didn't want her to cry Correct. anymore so he was just like oh it's just easier Correct. to be with her instead um, yes. and then she immediately is like back to yeah. back to 100 of i hope our kids turn out as sensitive as you what <laughs> <laughs> girl what oh she's my, she's just got she's just got a lot going on up there girl. i don't think she's manipulative yeah. Uh, well, then it's like then she just shows up at the Matthews residence and is like cooking with his mom. She makes the best scalloped potatoes. Like, wh- what are you doing? You can't just show up at someone's house. Why not? Like Harley Kiner did. He's not. Frankie did. Maybe should, everybody needs to just lay off the Matthews. Maybe Feeney like posted <laughs> their address somewhere. <laughs> yeah I think so like everybody shows up their house why not TK was there like why not have Wendy come too no, why? I'm sure Amy invited her I don't think Amy knew that she existed until she just sho- showed up on her doorstep mm, I don't know so scalloped potatoes are Corey's favorite um, scalloped potatoes freaking suck to be honest with you probably like a bottom uh, tier potato <laughs> bottom tier That's rough. yeah bottom tier potato so. yeah Mash or bust? Who are you? <laughs> French fries are number I'm... one. Tater okay, tots. no, no, no. Oh, French tater fries. Tots are right there. I feel like yeah, tater tots like are tater like tots. the most a variant on French fry. Like I think they're okay. similar enough yeah. to be at that top tier. Notice yeah. how nobody's saying anything but scalloped scallop potatoes. Scalloped potatoes are good. No, I love scalloped no. potatoes. Are good cheese and What's sliced up like? potatoes. Yes, I feel like a bottom tier for <gasps> me would like be like it. a baked potato. Yeah. No, I like or baked a sweet potato. potato. Oh, sweet potato is trash. No, like, Put that in the garbage. I like sweet potato. Shouldn't even yeah. qualify. Like hold on, hold on. I have a great sweet potato recipe. If anybody wants a great sweet potato recipe, hit I me up. You were just I have a recipe. Save the recipe in the <laughs> no, 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 no. Navi, if you're listening, I know you like my recipes, boo boo. So hit me up. I got it. Sweet potatoes are trash, and they belong in the garbage. No, they're not, they're not, they're um, not trash. But yeah, trash. so this whole thing is very creepy. Um, Wendy says she hopes their three kids turn out as well as the, as, uh, the Matthews kids did. Okay. She comes from a family that's like, they get married young. Her grandpa and grandma have been married for 66 years. And, um, and like, there's four generations living in that house. Yeah. So, you know, and of course, like, yeah, if she's a, a one of three, if he's one of three, I think that's normal to say, like, you're, you want to have three kids, too. I'm one of two. My husband is one of two. I'm not like, oh, we must have two children now. This is a thing. Has to continue. You just have as many kids as you have. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. think you. That's <laughs> how so that works. But what do we? I don't know. I know. I know a YouTuber whose husband is one of four and she wants to have one of uh, she wants to have four. Because her husband had four. Well, good for her. Like, let her shoot out four kids. <laughs> but also the YouTubers are kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, what do we think yeah. of Alan in this scene? He pulls Corey aside. He's, he asks, nutcase? And Corey goes, yeah, think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not very nice, but very funny. <laughs> and no one else hears this? I they're mean, outside, they're right weren't the they? Or no, words is at the table. Oh, 
No, I think this. I think they were still at the table. Yeah, I think that they, we just like to like suspend our disbelief that like no one is listening <laughs> in because they're not whispering. Yeah, yeah, and and no one questions why they went outside and then they come right yeah. back in. <laughs> yeah, it, like Wendy. I would think that they're talking to about see me. These things, like she. That's true. Very That's clearly true. has blinders on. Um, and yeah. of course she gets Morgan on her side and Amy on her side, and Alan's like, she has all the women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Wendy's just like, oh, like, oh, you silly. We're not getting married anytime soon. We have a lot of growing up to do. We got to grow together, which you might think is creepy. But guess who? Guess who, Jessica? Guess who grew up with their significant other throughout life and got married at like 19 and had a kid at 20? Well, Corey and Topanga, but that (laughs) was a mutual thing. So what's the difference? Because what's the difference between Wendy and Corey <laughs> and Topanga and Corey? It would have been mutual if everybody wasn't like, she's being creepy, Corey. We called her a little blonde loon. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Oh, my God. Going to change my Twitter profile to be little blonde I don't, loon. What I, what I didn't understand was how Amy suddenly turns on her when all she says is maybe someday I'll get to try on your wedding dress. Like, what is what is that? I don't understand how that is the point of no return for Amy. Cody, did that make sense to you? Um, I mean, not not really. But since since I'm not a woman and I didn't wear my mom's wedding dress <laughs> when I got married, then that doesn't really track yeah. with me. Uh, so I'm not sure where that where that follows I don't know why that falls would, like, into the. Uh, Amy, you know. Yeah. Where's I mean, where did the picture come from? Her bedroom that they keep closed. Oh my god! I bet she <gasps> Sarah. You have more in common with Wendy than you think. Wendy definitely goes through people's cabinets. I mean, I'm not She's denying that I'm not Wendy. I've been denying Wendy this entire like. Where have you been? <laughs> I mean, like I I like Wendy. I feel like Wendy's the fine. Wendy I think that she's yeah. I think that she's misunderstood. Uh, I think so- her and Dawson would make a great couple. <laughs> You're so right. Oh no, the crossover event of the century. It, it sounds like the Matthews don't give the kids any boundaries to say, stay out of our room. Because they just let any kid yeah. just walk in they there and hang out. They need to install a lock oh, with absolutely. a key on that bitch. Like, yes. keep the children out. Actually, so Cody, how many kids do you have? Uh, we don't have any kids. No. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. How many dogs do you have? We have a dog and we have a cat. Is there a lock so your dog doesn't come into your room? We have the pet gates, yes. There we go. Yeah. Boundaries. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, right. So, uh, we're back in school. Uh, we have the whole Feeney and Turner racquetball situation. Obviously, Feeney was hustling him. He wins money off of him. Feeney is very pleased with himself. And I think it's very funny when Feeney is pleased with himself. I mean, he's celebrating. He really is. Um, and then we have Corey telling Sean all about the night before. He's like, I broke up with her. And then I ended up inside with her, like, eating oatmeal cookies. <laughs> like, I don't know how this happened to me. And the men never talk. <laughs> Not surprising to anybody. I lo- the men don't say much. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I thought we had, I, like, this was probably one of the funniest scenes was, I don't know how I, I don't know if I always vibe with uh, shows that do this where they kind of flash forward and have the children and, like, old people make up. But I thought this was particularly very funny. I, I think it was very well acted. Yes. His voice, And the right? makeup was really good. Especially yeah. considering it's in the 90s. You're like, holy shit, like, they did actually a really good job. I thought Corey looked better than... Yeah. Corey and Sean, in my opinion, 
had better makeup than Wendy. Yes. Um, yes. But honestly, Corey's voice for old boy, old man Corey was so good. Ben, okay, is this like a hot take that Ben Savage is actually a good actor? <laughs> I don't think that's a hot... No, I think he actually really is. I think he, especially... I yeah. think you see a big difference of him in season two from season one. Like, you could tell he's maturing as an actor. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say that I grew up with the Wonder Years, so yes. I was more of the other Savage brother, yes. Fred Savage, yes. rather than Ben Savage. I did watch the... Yes. Okay, tell me a spoiler for the Wonder Years, um, a, like forty-year-old show or whatever. Did it, was it not the most like heartbreaking yet realistic thing that Winnie and Kevin didn't wind up together at the last episode? You, you, yeah, you know, insanity. And, yeah, when I watched it, I was really upset that didn't happen. But looking, back, I was so upset. Yes, yeah, but looking back, you're like, that's actually the way it should mm. be. Yes. So didn't like he meet her up at like summer camp or some nonsense like that? I think so. Something along that. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Very yeah. good show. That That's was a good very, show. Very, but very I just think show. I do think they were actually really good actors. And I mm-hmm. love the line of um, the keep stealing the di- what is it? The dinner rolls. Oh, they want you to take the dinner rolls. They want you to take them. Um, I loved this part of this, this the episode. Like. We have Corey just yeah. keeps stuffing things in his sweater. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, like, he comes to the realization that, like, even if, like, he wound up with Wendy and dated for 90 years, like, he would still have a good life. Like, she cares for him. Like, they would have, like, a good home. They would have their children. They would have the white picket fence. Like, all these things. And at the end of the day, like, she would still love him. And I think that this is where he realizes that, like, she's not necessarily a psycho. She just is a, a she little bit of a... She loves very deeply. Sh- <laughs> very deeply. Loves very deeply. Maybe a little bit of a strangler, but not, like, intentionally. Um, and, like, where is Sean? Sean dated, quote-unquote, thousands of women and is still chasing after girls while Corey gets to just live his good life with his new kidney and his socks. Yeah, what would you all do if a if a boy gave you socks? Um, after a week I mean, of I've gotten dating. socks. Well, it's different. Oh, after, after a week, a week of, of dating, dating yes. you get socks. Yes. Oh, I would be fine. Yeah. I would be fine. I guess unless they were That's like, because they were just like argyle socks. Like they weren't anything special. Yeah. I feel like if they were going to give me socks, I'd appreciate it if it was like something I was interested in. Like, oh, these are like Harry Potter socks or like, you know what I mean? Like these made me think yeah. of you. Yeah. I don't know why like argyle socks made her think of him. Uh Co- like Cody, tell me that in the in 2021, what modern day Wendy would do is get um, socks with her face printed onto them. <laughs> yes, that sounds about right. Will yes. actually has socks with my face on them, but he got them as a gift, so he didn't buy from them. from who. It was like his like from secret who? Santa thing, and I think the joke was like that he was supposed to wear them like on our wedding day, like the ones with my face on them. Mm. He wears them; they're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of weird that he's like stepping wow. on my face all day. Um, but, oh, no. but yeah, so basically uh, Corey wakes up and um, they're they're now Wendy and Corey are at Chubby's again. And Corey like gets them burgers, but it ends up just being buns because cheese is bad for him and the red meat is bad for his cholesterol and <laughs> all these like old people did, reasons. <laughs> did Corey uh, teach Wendy how to order from Chubby's? 
Oh, that's his move. I mean, that's his move. <laughs> that's his move. But so now it's like, at what point can you order burgers? Like, you got your turkey chubby. At what point can you well, order Corey other food? can totally do it now. Okay. So he it's like, you have them. to go like five times and you have to have like the turkey chubby every time. And then you can move on to the next level. Right. Although now he's just getting bread. So I guess it's like backwards anyway, right? I feel like that would offend him, chubby. That's actually just a good bread. Because he's like, what is this diet food? You know? <laughs> but but then just get a lettuce wrap and you'll be in a better yeah, but spot. But just like a lettuce wrap at Chubby's would literally just be like old get- iceberg lettuce. L- Ew. Yes. Yeah. Wet yeah. He wouldn't. Thing. He would. He wouldn't have veggie burgers or anything. No. Of that stuff. Oh my God. Can you imagine asking no. Chubby no. for an Impossible Burger? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like it's impossible to get that burger in here. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Kick you out. Yes. So now uh, Corey's like, oh, it's funny to say now that uh, you know when I first asked you out, I was just looking for a date for a party. I wasn't looking for a lifelong relationship. And Wendy immediately ends things. I was like, this was a simple way to freaking get broken up with her. Jesus Christ, we could have done this a week ago. Um, And so Wendy leaves because it was all based on a lie. And that's not what she wants to be a part of. And I totally can respect that. You know, like he basically lied to her at the very start of their relationship. And she's just done immediately. You can't really blame her, Cody, for doing this. No, and he was a jerk not once but twice for... Yes. Lying to her and then doing the breakup letter, non-breakup letter, uh, and then, you know, trying to get her back with him. Uh, Corey was not a good person in this episode. Mm-mm. No. Fueled no, by Corey shock. is just. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Corey is able to make his own decisions. He's yes. a, his own human mm-hmm. being. But yeah. And then, yeah, Corey's Corey's shocked. He thought he was going to get the lifetime supply of waffles and three kids. Um, and then Sean comes in, says like, hey, now we can like date the twins. Mm-hmm. But Corey says that he does not want to. And this episode leaves um, in like a very like sad note. And it's like he misses Wendy. And that's kind of how like the episode ends. And, you know, you know, in the next episode, there's going to be like no like he's just going to be like, hi, I'm Corey. I'm well, like yeah, happy because, again. Let's play basketball. Because we had no resolution with like the TK thing either. Like all of a sudden she's gone. Like we see yeah. her eating dinner with the Matthews and then boom, gone. So, I mean, that's kind of They're how- not wrapping up their uh tying they're not like tying these storylines in nice little no. bows i think that this is just how it was with like 90 sitcoms like there wasn't as much of a through line from episode to episode right i think that's just how it was back then um yeah i like that we had the post credit or post commercial scene to kind of lighten things back up because yes. this was sort of a downer just to end it like this i was I, when it ended i was yeah. thinking is, is this it is there more and it it Nothing more happened. So I'm glad yeah. we came back. Yeah, we have Eric breaking up with Dominique. Um, <laughs> he's like, it's wrong. I have to walk out with a dry head. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was yeah. great. I, I liked this postcard. But she, fun. Yeah. she promises to be rough and he agrees. <laughs> it's awkward. So, there we he's go. Like a minor. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. So do we have a preference out of these two episodes between uh, Breaking Up is Really, Really Hard to Do and I'm Not a Crook? I like the second episode better, personally. I thought it was more memorable. I, I do. I do, too. I like the second one much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, too. I'm happy, really happy that Wendy came back. I liked Wendy um, in her first showing, and it was nice to see her again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some good news for you guys. Okay. 
we have a Girl Meets World tie-in. And I am going to go over it. Um, Now, this was kind of a wild episode. Um, And actually, to be honest with you, so this is season two, episode five of Girl Meets World called Girl Meets Pluto. Um, And I thought that this was actually a probably the best Girl Meets World episode that I've seen. Okay. So, yeah, so that's saying something. So essentially, Corey wants to dig up his old time capsule that they buried in high school 15 years ago. Do you guys remember this storyline? Is this part of like a Boy Meets World episode that I'm like totally forgetting? Does anyone remember a time capsule? I'm I'm sure if they did, I don't remember it, but I'm sure if they did, it would have been in their junior or senior year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was high yes. school. That so would, whatever. It would make sense so, to me that they would have an episode that does that, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember mm-hmm. it, but they're like acting like this totally okay. happened. Um, he tells Sean that it's a matter of life and death that he comes. Um, so Sean comes rushing in. So we actually got to see Sean in this episode. Sean thinks that someone's dying and he says that we can do everything that we wanted to do. So he says to Corey, we can go to our favorite restaurant and take all the roles. And the tie in is that Corey says they want you to take the roles. Mm, Famous line. So that's the tie in. I do want to get a little. So that was like the main tie in of the line of the episode. But I want to get a little bit deeper into this episode because it kind of gets like a little weird um, as these episodes do. So there's a lot of weird Angela stuff because apparently like Angela was a part of this like burying stuff in the time capsule Mm. and he's like very weird about it. So they go to they apparently bury the time capsule in Feeney's garden. So they're in the middle of the night. It's Corey, Sean, Topanga, Riley, his daughter and Maya and Feeney catches them. So Feeney's in this episode, too. And they do like the whole like gasp and point thing at Feeney, (laughs) which we saw in this episode. And they actually did a flashback to the Wendy episode where they pointed at Wendy. So it was like two actually two tie ins. Um, So then um, Riley and Maya do the Feeney call. So that was Mm -hmm. weird. And then Feeney asks Riley if Corey's a good father and a good teacher and they say yes but Corey always says that Feeney's the best teacher so then this is where it gets a little strange this is where Um, it gets strange not any (laughs) (laughs) so Corey do you remember this episode Cody I I don't know we we only did one watch through of Girl Meets World Mm, okay so um so uh what's his face Topanga Sean and Corey open up the time capsule. Corey buried a jean jacket that Topanga was wearing the first time they said, I love you. Topanga buried, this is the weirdest part, Topanga buried the letter that Lauren, a.k.a. the ski lodge girl, left for Corey. (laughs) And the reason she did this was because she was hoping by the time that they opened the time capsule, they would be, Corey and Topanga would be sitting next to each other so that she can prove that their love tested like lasted the test of time and then she was like and now i'm able to do this and she ripped up the letter in front of him stupid if you can bury anything in the galaxy you're gonna bury a letter that held contention in your relationship watch girl meets world because that's stupid (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so convoluted. I feel like if they did then, marry a time castle, that that like doesn't make sense that those would be the content. So I feel like they didn't actually do it in the show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then Sean buried like a bunch of stuff that reminded him on Angela and like. Then he's like wondering like what she's up to. Of course, Angela doesn't show up in this episode because the show freaking hates Angela for whatever reason. And and then like there's this whole storyline that Maya's upset that Sean is missing or thinking about Angela because she wants her mom to get with Sean. Um, so that was something. And then um I think that's about it, except for the fact that, like, we're really pushing the Maya's mom and Sean relationship throughout this episode. Um, and sh- Maya really wants Sean to be her dad. I didn't is remember what I'm all gathering. those plot lines. I didn't remember yeah. all that plot line. That's but. what I'm gathering. Like, Maya really, really likes Sean and really wants Sean to be her dad or, like, her pseudo dad. And she gets very, like, oh mad God. and angsty at Sean when, she, when he's thinking about Angela. It's like, Sean has every right to miss or think about Angela. So I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. So that is Girl Meets World season two, episode five, Girl Meets Pluto. I mean, the whole role thing was actually like kind of cute that like that was kind of like a throwaway line. Yeah, that that was a fun line. But when you're yeah, when you're watching it first run, it's like if you get it, you get it. And like, I thought that that is where like they should probably focus on their callbacks for Boy Meets yeah. World, where it's like a throwaway line. Like, if you're a big You'll fan of Boy Meets World, it. you would pick yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. that that That's there for your super fans. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. Stuff so I enjoyed stupid, that. So I appreciate the throwaway I don't line. get... Oh, uh, yeah. The, the time capsule burying your ex... Uh, ex Not even an ex. They weren't really, it's like... It's so stupid, to people. What are you doing That, like, sabotage the their relationship? Put the red lipstick yeah. so that in she there could that you put all over your face in, like, season one. That would have been a good thing. Two to seconds, put in I the came box. up with that. Yeah, two seconds. Right? How did she yeah. get a hold? How did she get a hold of the letter? How, how awkward is that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like the whole point was that <laughs> she can rip it up in front of this his face. Yes. And the, the funniest thing is that when he was reading the letter, he didn't even remember that it was this Lauren girl that left him the letter. He's like, "Oh, this is like a nice letter from you, Topanga." And then Sean was the one that was like, "That's not from Topanga." Yeah. Oh my it's, God. And he's like, "Uh oh, um, stupid." God. Anyway, so that was that was yeah. that. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I'm gonna be watching every single episode of Girl Meets World just from our watch through. So I think I'll be able to grasp everything eventually and piece all, it all together eventually. I'm happy for you. Someone has so, to do it. Yeah, won't be me. Someone. At least I didn't clip it for oh, you, God, Jess. Yeah. At least I didn't yeah, clip I'm it for you. That. Um. <laughs> Are we ready to get into fashion hour? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Cody, as our uh, fashionista, you're ready for this. <laughs> I wrote a few notes about fashion. I'm not the fashion expert, but I did take a few notes. Okay. So if you go into our recording channel and you scroll up a bit, you'll see all of our nominations. Okay. Yes. So um, we are starting things off with the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. Um, We have uh, Topanga. And this is in the first episode we watched. Um, So episode 14. Um, This is when they're trying to get her to record uh, the for the video for Corey. She is sitting kind of like on the ledge there. She has on a um, black uh, with like a floral pattern maxi skirt 
combat boots, kind of a very, um, like it's like tied at the front, uh, button down, kind of like farmery plaid red, uh, button down shirt, a white turtleneck underneath and then some type of necklace her hair is like we've seen it all season literally like it's the same hairstyle every episode kind of pulled back half up in like a claw clip um sarah what did you think of this episode or this excuse me this um this outfit I really like this. I like her rose skirt. Um, it's like a long skirt, but she pairs it with um, her combat boots. So it brings in like a sense of cool to it. Um, I thought that was a really nice outfit from Topanga. Um, obviously, I love a turtleneck. She has like a bunch of rings on. Um, I think this was a really, really nice outfit. And it's not something that we've really seen from her mm-hmm. before. Cody, what did you think of it? I, I did like this too. I like the turtleneck. I I like her hair. She's got the bangs mm-hmm. just flying like crazy. Uh, she's got the big hair going. Um, it looks like she's got a like was it a clip in the yeah, back of her hair? I think it's like a claw clip. Yeah, yeah. Claw clip. Yep, yep. So I like that. Uh, you know the skirt. I mean the skirt and the shirt itself don't do much for me, but I do like the turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the combat boot too because it kind of makes it a little bit more yep. punk rock than like you know it being yes. too florally. Um, the next outfit I have up is also a Topanga outfit, also from episode 14, but it's the outfit that she goes, um, um, onto the debate stage in. Um, so it is a long dress, kind of a high-low maxi dress, um, that is, I don't really know how to describe this color. It's kind of like a beigey, yellowy, I don't even know, muted color, some type of floral print but it's super super muted um underneath that she has on a short sleeve white shirt and she's wearing white tights super super white tights um and some type of boot underneath again type kind of hard to see what the boot is but it kind of almost looks like tim's i don't think they are but they're that same color um cody what did you think of this outfit I like this outfit a little bit better than the other one. I, I do remember girls wearing the, the white t-shirt underneath, you know, underneath the dress. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the tights and the and the boots. So, you know, this brings back a lot of memories uh, of girls wearing this. So I, I, did, I do like this one um, a little bit more than the first one. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what do you think of it? Um, I think it's okay. Like, I think that it is, like, very 90s. I'm not a big fan of this, like pukey brown color yeah, how would you describe i was like i was trying to say puce but that's honestly like the thought that came to my head puce yeah puce puce um but i think like she is wearing some sort of brown ankle boot which is pretty cool mm-hmm. and a legging and i like that it is high low i think that adds to the stress that if it, i think i would like it less um if it was just one yeah. level so um, her hair looks great, and I think that it is, and also it's kind of like, remember, like, the first or second episode, she yes. was wearing, like, a boob dress? This is, like, a better version of the boob dress, because it's accentuating her boobs Yes, less. I agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and last up for the Rachel Green Award, we have Wendy in her, um, the outfit that she's creeping outside of the classroom waiting for Corey in. Um, <laughs> she's wearing a, uh, a maxi skirt that has a slit in it. Again, floral, but this time more of a blue color, like a navy, almost like a navy blue. Um, she has on a white shirt. Over top of that, she has a dark blue cardigan. Looks like she's wearing some type of, I, I would assume it's a locket i feel like wendy is definitely a locket girl with 
Corey's face in yes, it. already. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has on some type of boot. I don't think they're combat boots because I don't see any laces, but some type of black boot underneath. Um, and she has her hair pulled back uh, half up, half down. Sarah, what do you think of this outfit? I think this is a nice girl outfit. Like, I think that she looks like very girl next door in this outfit. Um, I don't know if it's doing her like any particular favors, but I think it's very like age appropriate. I think it's very school appropriate. I think blue looks really pretty on her. Like she's a very pretty girl. So I think that she could probably wear anything. I do think that I liked her fashion a little bit more in her last episode, but um, I think like she, Looks pretty good. What do you think, Cody? I, I I like this one better than the Topanga outfits. Topanga outfits look really good, but I like this one a little bit better. I like the contrast mm-hmm. between the blue sweater and the white T-shirt. Mm-hmm. The locket adds a little bit of, of accessory to it. Uh, the blue skirt. But the, you're right. This is very age-appropriate, very middle school. Um, it really, It really just... Like you said, brings out the girl next door, the smart girl. She's got the, uh, looks like a, a binder mm-hmm. or a trapper keeper that she's carrying <laughs> along with her. Yeah. So that kind of adds a little bit to the accessory, too. I, I like this better than the Topanga outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys think? What is your vote to win the Rachel Green Award for this outfit? Or this, excuse me. Episode? So what do you think? Yeah. So what do you think, Cody? We should give it to Miss Wendy here. I think we should give it to Miss Wendy. You know, Wendy's not going to, we're not going to see Wendy again. So we might as well get, go ahead and give her the award. All right. Congratulations to Wendy. Um, Moving on to our Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. We have two nominees this week. Um, The first nominee is Sean. Um, This is in episode 15, so the second episode that we watched. The reason I picked this is because I feel like Sean is known for wearing leather jackets. Like, just like Mr. Turner is a leather jacket wearing dude, like, Sean becomes known for wearing leather jackets. And the minute I saw him in one, I was like, ooh, yes, gotta grab it. Um, So this is when he's coming into the Matthews residence. He has on kind of like a baggier pant, like a gray pant. Again, maybe these will come back. We know that skinny jeans are on their way out. So, like, we totally could see those types of pants coming back. He's wearing a white T-shirt. To make it more, you know, fashionable nowadays, I would definitely untuck the T-shirt. And then he's wearing, like, a, you know, not quite all the way black leather jacket. It's kind of, like, a little bit off black, in my opinion. Um, And I honestly don't know what the hell is on his T-shirt, but it kind of looks just like a band T-shirt. I don't know. Um, Cody, Mm -hmm. what did you think of this outfit? You know, this, if you were looking at timelessness, I'm not sure this is that timeless. It's very, very 90s. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, more 80s and 90s. Uh, I haven't really seen this come back, but I don't really keep up with modern fashion. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying that skinny jeans are going out. Yes, um, they are. They, they, okay, good. I'm glad that skinny jeans are going out and that the looser jeans are coming back. Um, but I, I mean, I'm. I think this is more timeful in yeah in the 90s. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do think a graphic tee is always timeless. Um, I think that it's going to carry on forever. But the way he styles it is definitely um, less timeless. Um, But it is exciting to see Sean in a leather jacket. Um, This is definitely more his style that we see going on from season to seasons to come. So it is exciting, like seeing the stylists 
like hone in on like what makes a Sean outfit a Sean yes, outfit. Yes, that's kind of why I chose it is more for just the the like to mark history more so than because I super thought it was relevant nowadays. But I do like kind of marking this is the moment that Sean first wears the leather jacket. Um, my second option is Corey from episode 14, the first episode we talked about. Um, he's wearing a like a light wash jean. Again, I know we're more into dark wash or at least a medium wash, but it's the 90s. They're all going to wear light wash jeans. He's wearing a black sneaker. Um, he has on a white T-shirt. There's something peeking through, so it almost looks like a graphic tee. Um, and then over top of that, he has like kind of a sweatshirt with a quarter zip, a red sweatshirt with a quarter zip. This to me actually looked very timeless. In fact, Cody, I feel like the shirt that you are wearing is quite similar, except it's more maroon yes. than fire engine yes. red. <laughs> so what do you think yes, about this? Yes, I am outfit? actually wearing <laughs> Yes, I'm actually wearing the quarter zip. <laughs> Uh, fleece jacket right now uh, for this show so if you're looking at timelessness in 2021 we're still wearing these uh, do you have like this sweater in a more red color like Corey's wearing I I have I have three that are similar to this the quarter zip fleece jacket and two that are very maroon one that's maybe a little more red and then I have a blue one perfect yeah perfect I mean it's undeniable I, we're going to have to get this to Corey this episode. I mean, Cody's wearing it. I just thought it, that was so. so funny. The minute I looked up and I'm like, he's literally wearing what I'm <laughs> showing right now. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't wear it with jeans. I typically wear it with like a with brown pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, okay. But are you okay with giving this award today to Corey? <laughs> Yes, yes, that's very timeless. Right. Did you get your fashion um fashion advice inspo. from Corey? I, yeah, no, fashion I, inspo. no, I no? did not. No. <laughs> so congratulations, it's, you know, I happy did, couple, yeah. Corey and Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the time where I wore the same exact shirt that Jen from Dawson's Creek was wearing. Yes. Oh my god! But I, I did do an almost same shirt. I did do it intentionally. Um, this, I think, was a little unintentional, yeah. but congratulations to uh, Corey so and Wendy. <laughs> yes. And those complete our <laughs> fashion awards. Um, thank you so much for coming on today, Cody. This was a treat. This was so much fun having you on and getting to talk about these two episodes. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun doing it. We had a lot of tie-ins here. Um, hopefully we can do it again. I know we've got some some other shows out there we can do the windy episodes or we I, i'd love to come back oh, and maybe do another episode down the road absolutely 100 yeah. percent. uh why don't you talk a little bit about about what you're covering we know you cover um america's got talent so tell us a little bit more about that sure so there's uh there's two of us there actually there's three of us that cover america's got talent me jay and we have a uh person that comes on called agt commenter and the three of us cover um the nbc show america's got talent right now we are re-watching season two so we've gone back we re- we rewatched season one we're getting ready to finish up season two we're actually in the finals of season two and then uh season 16 will start up june 1st and we're kind of just filling time until we can get to season 16 we're real excited for it to oh come my out. gosh season wow 16. that's exciting no, 16 episodes what episode was stephanie's child in <laughs> I'm not Who the hell is Stephanie's a, child? <laughs> <laughs> there, um, 
They're like a three-person drag. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and two. The reason why I bring it up is because two of the people in the in the group were on Drag Race, which is another show oh, that I watch. Oh, I didn't know that. And they were on America's Got Talent, and Simon hated oh, Simon them. Hates everybody. Yeah. So it looks like they yeah. were on season fourteen. Oh, so we have a while. <laughs> yeah. So we're 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 coming back around, and if you. you uh, we recapped season 14 you know, when it was on, so we oh. may have talked about them. So, if so you, you probably go back talked and, about them. We may have talked about them. If you want to go back and find season 14 in our podcast. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna look. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And where can people find you on uh, on social media if they want to give you a follow? So you can find me on there at Cody L. Patterson. I'm on there uh, on Twitter and on the Instagram. You can find our podcast at AGT Time Pod. Um, so, you know, go out, subscribe to us and listen. We'd love for you to check us out perfect and sarah what do we have going on give give us the spiel so we have um of course boy meets world comes out on thursdays dawson's creek comes out monday we just recorded a bonus pod for april where we joined up with our friends at um boy meets world fever to do a astrology slash boy meets world Podcasts where we talk about astrology, which is one of our favorite po- uh, topics, and then tie it into like assigning different signs to each of the characters. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm really excited for it to come out. It will be dropping on Saturday, the 24th. So definitely look out for that. Um, I'm really excited for everybody here. I think that was we got into yeah. what like our signs were, what sign like what each sign represents, um, co- uh, Chance and Cameron signs. So definitely check it out. Um, aside from that, we have some exciting stuff coming up in the month of May. It's another themed month in terms of bonus mm-hmm. content. So stay tuned for that. And you can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any feedback, please email us at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Perfect. Super excited for the astrology podcast to drop. We had so much fun with it. Like, if astrology is mm-hmm. not your thing, we totally get it. But it really was just, like, not super basic, not too in-depth look at astrology. So if you're if you're a newbie to astrology, it's super easy to, to follow along. Um, that'll be dropping yeah. on Saturday, so definitely give that a listen. Um, I'm still so after 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 one episode, what do you think my sign is? Ooh, interesting. Ooh, fun. Okay, yeah. let me think about this. I think you're fairly. Uh, my impulse is either fire or earth. Like I don't know why those are the two that are like sticking out to me, but. I don't know. I'm getting like kind of Virgo vibes from you, but like I also could see you being a fire sign. Sarah, what do you think? Hmm. I love playing this game though. But also whatever I'm guessing could be your rising <laughs> sign because like I like we're just this is our first time interacting, so Right. Um I am going to just like throw out a wild card and say Gemini. I'm What's a Scorpio. The deal? Oh, it's a, a water sign. Oh, it's totally off base. <laughs> totally off base. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, so give that a listen. It's Astrology is a lot of fun. Um, so that'll be coming out Saturday. If you're a fan of com- the show Community, I'm covering that with Josh Wiggler over on Post Show Recaps, the 
podcast called Community Building. Give that a listen. We're still on season one. Plenty of time to hop on board. It's been a lot of fun. We have a rotating guest every week. Um, I love getting to talk to new people. So it's really enjoyable for me. Um, and I think that's that's all we have, guys. Thank you so much again, Cody, for joining us this week. Thank you. It was so yeah, much fun. Thank you. I, thank you. I'd love to give one thing a try before we sign off. Yes. I want to see how it does. Please. Yes. Yeah. L- late? <laughs> Did I? I mean, I feel like it worked late. better than Josh's lates, but I still don't think it yep. works very well. I've been practicing oh, lates. Oh, Cody, you, you brought in somebody else's podcast <laughs> jokes into my podcast. I didn't even get the joke. You listen to community building. You should get the joke. I lates. do. Well, All right, well, that's how we have to lates. sign off now. All right, everybody. Lates. Just ask. <laughs> Shit 90 shows taught me.